Hello, and welcome to Educators to Educators podcast. I'm Carrie Conover, and this is episode number 28, Dealing with Competitive Coworkers. Before we get started, a little disclaimer, I've been in a big fight with my podcasting microphone for the last week, and I can't get any of my computers to recognize it, so I guess it's time for a new one. But the show must go on. I've been doing a lot of research, and I have a lot of podcasts to record, so I'm just going to use my good old headphones and computer today. So I'm sorry if you're a podcasting connoisseur and you really love high-quality sound, I'm going to do the best I can. Recently, I posed a question to teachers on Insta Stories, and the question was, is there a teacher in your building that you feel tries to compete with you? 56% of the people that answered the question said yes. I followed that question up with, if you answered yes, does it bother you? And 61% of those teachers said yes. So it really got me thinking about competitiveness and how we compete in this world and how that relates to teaching. So thanks for joining us today. We're going to go over three main topics like we normally do. The first thing we're going to talk about is what do you win through competition? Then we're going to talk about two types of people and how they compete. And then I'm going to share out five ways I think you can deal with a competitive coworker. Before we get started, I want to do a quick reviewer spotlight. So all of you know that I'm in iTunes, I'm in Podbean, and now in 2019, I am in Spotify. So you can check me out there too. But I really, really appreciate when someone leaves a review in the podcast store because it really helps other teachers find this podcast. So thank you to Emily S. for leaving the following review. Every teacher should be listening five stars. First, I would start by saying that I am a podcast connoisseur of sorts, and I'm especially an education podcast connoisseur, and I love this podcast. I may or may not have listened to every episode on a long car ride, and I learned something from every episode. I was inspired, rejuvenated, and excited by every podcast. I love that each Follow, each episode follows a three-part format, and I love that every episode has tangible information I can use in my own classroom. Thank you for creating a wonderful podcast. I can't wait to recommend it to all my friends. Emily, thank you so much for that amazing review. Let's get started on today's episode. You guys know I like to tell a story, so I'm going to tell one to get us started. I am on some business and entrepreneur Facebook groups, and one of the groups that I'm in, people post about business things, and then they also post about things going on in their personal life, and I'm not one to usually respond to people's posts unless I have something really hopeful and helpful and positive to say. Over the holidays, there was a mom that went on one of these groups and was posting about their daughter selling Girl Scout cookies. The mom was going off on the Girl Scouts and going off on the troop leader about how Girl Scouts is putting all this responsibility on her to sell all these cookies. And that, you know, just, she was very upset using profanity. And if you know me, you know that I have a really hard time with people who 
always have a negative opinion about everything. Like, I just think our world needs more positivity and people just go in with the flow about stuff. Um, and so she was writing about how her daughter won't get, let go of the fact that she has to sell, you know, 200 boxes of Girl Scout cookies and there's all this pressure now that her daughter's putting on her. And I just replied, I also have an eight-year-old daughter who sells Girl Scout cookies. And I just replied simply, maybe try to teach your daughter that not every competition is worth winning. She can contribute to the best of your ability, and that should be good enough. Sometimes the carrot isn't worth the competition. Now, I got a lot of likes and loves on that comment, and I was said it in a very black and white, like professional way. But it got me really thinking about competition and like what we're teaching our children about competition and what competition is like in life um, as a woman in the workplace. Uh, and then, of course, I brought it back to teaching. It got me really thinking about competitive people. So I think there are two types of competitive people in this world. And I want to preface this with saying, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a psychologist. I haven't written a book on competition. I've just done a lot of thinking on the subject matter, a lot of reading. I've listened to a lot of podcasts on the subject matter. And I'm bringing it back to the workplace and the teaching workplace. This is purely my opinion based on research. But when I looked at everything I listened to, it really came down to, I think there are kind of two types of competitive people. There are people who see every single thing they do in their life as a competition. They are bred competitors. They want to win every sports game. They want to win every board game. They want to win every competition at work. And I think those type of people are the people that really keep us going in the workplace in our personal life. They're the person on the treadmill next to you at the gym that's looking at how fast you're going and going faster to beat you, right? Like they are bred to win. And I think then on the flip side of that, there are people who are competitive. I think every single person is competitive somewhere inside of them. But there are some people who are more like me who are competitive only in certain situations. So for me, I pick and choose what I am competitive about. And I know exactly why I'm like that. I am like that because I have two older brothers. And when I was growing up, they were constantly telling me how good they were at everything and how smart they were. And they could beat me at this and beat me at that. And they're better at this and better at that. And I think finally in my life, I was like, enough. Like, I don't want to compete with you and stuff. Like, I'm just going to be good at what I want to be good at. And I think a lot of competitiveness, as I've been talking to people, it has to do with kind of how they were raised and what their family was like. And I don't think one is better than the other unless the person who is ultra competitive starts to suck joy out of the people that don't want to compete with them. So if you're a competitive person, keep listening to this podcast. I think there might be some interesting insight for you. And if you're a person who's more bred like me, that you pick and choose what you're competitive at and you don't really want to compete over everything. Um, if you're like me, it can be tough sometimes to be around those really competitive people. And I think that's the, you know, 56% of you that said, yeah, someone's trying to compete with me. And the 61% of those people that are saying, and it bothers me. So I'm going to give you some tips and tricks about how me, how you can really deal with a person, you know, that's bringing on unwanted competitiveness to you.
I want to start this off by giving props to all the super competitors out there. This is in no way to bash you. I admire super competitors. They're the ones that usually push us to another level. They like to raise the bar and we need you in society. But I do want to say to all of you ultra competitive people out there, one thing you might want to note is that there are a lot of people like me that have no interest in competing with you. And I think sometimes ultra competitive people have a hard time with people that don't want to engage in that competition. So if you're an ultra competitive person, my biggest piece of advice to you is to take a look around you and maybe identify the people who also actually want to compete with you. The people that are also big competitors that want to win everything and only compete with those people. Because the truth is, if you're a super competitive teacher and you're trying to compete with the teacher down the hall that doesn't want to compete with you, you're most likely sucking the joy out of their job. And I can tell you this because of the people that wrote me comments saying that you do suck the joy out of their job because you're trying to one-up them all the time and they just want to be focused on what they are doing in their classroom. So listen, competitive people, I respect you. We need you. We need you in our schools. We need you to raise the bar But my advice is to you is just to be a little bit more aware of who you're picking as your competition. If you see everything as a trophy to win and a carrot to win and a prize to win, know that there are other people that don't see that trophy in everything that they do. I will say that those of us that are a little bit more bred like me, I mean, I definitely, if there was a job to get or, you know, I you know, had a cash prize that I could win for something, like I'm going for it. But a lot of us are built that when we go to the gym and we're on the treadmill, we don't really care what you're, what pace you're running at. We're focused on ourselves. And, um, you know, we want to be the best version of who we can be. And we're pretty competitive with ourselves. And so I heard a lot of that from teachers that wrote me that said, hey, listen, like I'm competitive with myself. I just want to be left alone and do the best I can. I do want to collaborate, but when a person goes from collaborative to competitive, I'm out. And so a lot of teachers who are not natural competitors at everything then start to withdraw from you. So if you're an ultra competitive person and you're noticing that maybe people don't want to collaborate with you. Maybe they just want to collaborate with you and not compete with you. I ask you, competitive people, like what is the prize that you're going to win if you win a competition with a colleague? So for those of you that are built a little bit like me who don't want to engage in a lot of competition in the workplace, I have a few things that I've researched and that I have really helped me Deal with those people in the workplace that want to compete with me in an unwanted way. So first of all, if you have someone that is constantly trying to one-up you, the first thing you can do is honestly just stay calm and carry on. Ignore them and set up clear boundaries with them and stay professional and kind, but just put up boundaries and ignore them. The second thing you can do is kill them with kindness. This came from a suggestion on Instagram. A teacher says, I just kill them with kindness because I know I can walk away feeling okay about myself. Another thing that came up here is someone said, 
I just kill them with kindness because I think if they're really trying to tear me down that much, then maybe they're fighting a bigger problem or a deeper problem that I don't know about. So I liked that one. Just stay kind and stay professional. Number three is let the competitiveness fuel you a little bit. Maybe try to engage in the competition and see if it improves you. Now, this is almost like a little experiment. So maybe engage in that competition. Try to one-up them and say to yourself, did that help me as a teacher? Did I grow? And ultimately, did it have impact on my students in a positive way? You might find out like, oh, that took me to an ugly, bad place. I don't want to be that person. And there's your lesson there. It's like it makes it easier than for you to either go back to number one, which is stay calm and carry on, or two, ignore them. The fourth one, which honestly is my favorite of these four, is to directly address the competitor head on. Now, I know that as humans, we don't like confrontation. But I think there's a lot of relationships. We don't like confrontation, but sometimes confrontation can be extremely healthy. So if you think about it, think about these two types of teachers that might be in a situation that's uncomfortable. So you have one teacher who sees everything as a competition and really wants to win and constantly raise the bar. Now you have someone who's more like me that just kind of wants to be doing their own thing and be the best at what I'm doing without engaging in competition. So you have these two different types of people, right? Maybe the competitive person doesn't know that they are poking and irritating you because they think you are built the same way they are. Maybe that ultra competitive person doesn't have the emotional intelligence or maturity to realize that other people are built in a different way than they are. And so sometimes having an honest and kind conversation with that person and saying, listen, like, I love that you're a competitive person. I love that you want to be your best, but sometimes I feel like you're trying to compete with me and I just don't find joy and growth from that. And here are a couple ways in the last week that I feel like you have really tried to tried to compete with me. And then leave it with like, I want to be a collaborator with you. I want us to both be great. And I think if we work together more, we could be great together. But just know, like, if I feel that you're trying to compete with me, I will not engage with you. And you can say that in a professional and kind way, but also put that boundary up. So I heard from a couple teachers, and this gets me to point number five and suggestion number five. I heard from a couple teachers that said, people that are competitive in my building steal stuff from me. They steal my ideas. They take credit for my ideas. They're always like buttering up to the principal, telling lies, and it's really disheartening. And I just want to say to you, first of all, that is really hard. But I want to go back to this point again of like, that competitive person just might not realize that they're doing it. They might be so wrapped up in winning in their own world that they don't realize they're hurting you. So if you don't have the courage to address them directly, which again, I strongly suggest that you go to that person first and give them the opportunity to explain themselves and learn and grow. And, but if you're not comfortable with that and that person is making you feel uncomfortable at the workplace and stealing your ideas and getting all the credit, go to a trusted administrator in your building and have a confidential conversation. I will say that 
going to an administrator and telling them about the situation, go in with the mindset of, listen, like I'm coming to you because I want to grow and learn how to, you know, I want to be happy every day at work. I'm not coming here to get this person in trouble. I want your advice on how to deal with this situation. And by doing that or going to an trusted administrator and saying, you know, it isn't to get this person in trouble. I'm coming to you for advice. You might get perspective from that administrator that you don't otherwise have. They might tell you something about that teacher situation that you don't know. Uh, Probably not because they're going to have to stay pretty confidential, but they might guide you because they have maybe other information that you don't know, confidential information. They might be able to guide you in a direction to make that better. The other thing is, let's say this teacher's stealing your ideas for units and lesson plans and taking credit for all your work. By going to an administrator, that administrator now knows to maybe prompt a little more or ask deeper questions about projects that are going on your grade level or team to uncover the work that you have done really well. Bottom line, I think you're not going to absolutely love and be best friends with every single person in your school building, right? You're not going to be that way. But we all want to come to work and get along and collaborate as much as possible. And I think back to that little girl's mom who is outraged by the Girl Scout cookies. Um, And I think actually there's something deeper going on in that parenting situation there. But I think about the lesson that mom could teach that little girl about like, is 200 boxes of Girl Scout cookies a carrot that they want to chase? Is that a competition they really want to be in? And I can say for me, for my eight-year-old daughter, it is not a competition we want to be in. It's not something I value. We're going to contribute. We're going to collaborate. We're going to sell cookies to the best of our ability. But there are other goals in my daughter's life, such as being a good family member, uh, going to all of her practices for dance and ballet and soccer and giving her best effort and being a good friend. Those are the things that we value in our home. And that's what we're going to work on. There's no, we don't care about the trophy for selling the most Girl Scout cookies. And that's okay. We can still be a contributor. We can still collaborate. We don't have to win that. And if you are built like that, where you don't see every single thing as a competition, I understand why it can really be hard when a competitor is constantly trying to engage you. But I hope some of these tips of, you know, staying calm and carrying on, ignoring that person and putting up boundaries or killing them with kindness um, letting the competition fuel your fire and see if it works for you. Uh, if that, those things don't work, maybe it's time to address that person directly. And then finally, if you feel like there's just no way to resolve this and it's making you miserable at work, go have a positive, healthy conversation with an administrator that you, that you trust and get their advice, advice and insight. Finally, to wrap this up, I want to talk about a podcast episode that I listened to in preparation for this episode. And it's Dana Wild's The Mind Aware Show. And she has a whole podcast about competition in business in the workplace. She was specifically talking about people that were in sales, but I really loved what she said about competition. So I'm going to read to you uh, kind of a quote of what she said mixed in with a little bit of our teaching perspective. But basically what Dana was saying was, When you feel really good about your life and you feel good about what's going on in your classroom and you feel good about what's going on in your relationships personally and professionally and you have your heart in the right place and you are happy when you look in the mirror and you feel good about you, 
If you feel that way, then you're able to feel happiness for others. And you believe that everyone can have good and happy things and have a good and happy life and be a really good teacher. When you feel okay about you, you know there's space for other people to also be brilliant and great teachers. I don't want to end this episode without saying thank you to the 6,300 teachers that signed up for the New Year Teacher Reboot Conference that happened January 3rd through 5th. Uh, We created just an enormously positive and fun community during that time, and we are looking forward to the March Career Conference, Teacher Career Conference that's happening right now. Those tickets, we decided to keep those tickets at the $39 price point for all of you. If you're interested in coming to that teacher career conference, you can check out more at educators to educators.com. Those tickets are now $39, but they will soon be going up to $70 and then to the full price of $97. So run over there, get that ticket. You can learn more about what that teacher career conference is all about. All right, friends, whether you are a highly competitive person or a person who just picks and chooses the competition they want to be involved in, I hope you took something away from this podcast. I hope you learn and grow from it. I'd love to hear more of your feedback. Instagram message me, email me, tell me what you think of the episode. But until next time, my friends, keep on teaching on.